Okay. All right. Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Um, I'm so glad you're doing well, and I'm glad you're here. It's like uh, refreshing to see you during the week. So uh, we're learning Masechah's Tainus Daf Lamed, and we're starting about nine lines down at the two dots on Lamed Amad Aleph. Today we'll be finishing about three fourths of the way down at the two dots. We'll save the last in total Amud or so for uh, for the Siyum Emir Tashem tomorrow night. And uh, let's get started. Today is a straightforward, relatively simple daf about some of the halachos of Yom Kippur, as well as some of the halachos of Tisha B'av. And this is on the heels of the fact that our Mishnah was dealing with some of the basic halachos of Tisha B'av. As you may recall, we learned about the many things that happened on Tisha B'av, that both Batei Mikdash were destroyed, of course, on that day, very well known. In other Mesechtas, we learned why that's the case. Um, the famous one is about Sinas Chinam, but there were others that the Jews were involved in in the, the three capital crimes of Gilo Yarash, Vichusam, and Abodazora. Still, others write that the Batimiktosh were destroyed, Shalom Berchu, they were learning Torah for academic purposes and not for the sake of getting closer to a Baruch Hu, which really is learning Torah Lishma to understand a Baruch Hu a little bit better. So let us enhance still more our understanding of Tishabav. The Gemara opens Lamed Amanalath, nine, ten lines down at the two dots. We had said that Arab Tishabav, Lo Ye Achel Adam, based Tavshilin, that one should not eat multiple foods, multiple types of cooked foods, <clears throat> says the Gemara. Let's add a double qualification, both from the same Amora, Amar of Yehuda. Lo Shanu, when do we say that this is true? <laughs> after the sixth hour of the day, namely after Chatzos Hayom, that's when we have the limitations of not to have a meal that has two different foods. And at Aval, before that, let's call it 11 a.m. on a perfect day, 6 a.m., 6 p.m., uh, perfect day. So then uh, before noon, you can eat whatever you want. Of course, we don't mean noon. It's halachic noon, but uh, halachic chatzot. And then the second comment of Rabbi Yehuda is as follows. Only the suda, that is the actual last suda that you'll have, as we refer to as the suda hamaf sekes. It's the final meal that we have prior to the fast of Tisha B'av. If you plan on having multiple meals that day and you want to stuff your face in one of them, Great, just don't forget to bench and then wash again to be in line with whatever the proper Sudam of Sekas should be. Uh, and that would then be Mutter. In both of these cases, the statements of Rabbi Huda, they were meant to be a leniency with And we needed both of them. Why did we need both of them? Says the Gemara, Lamed Aleph, about a quarter of the way down. But we only had the line about Rabbi Huda in regards to Tishabav, that our limitations have to do with the last meal. So then, Havamina, even if it was earlier in the day, if my Sudam of Sekas was at 11 a.m., I might have thought that there was restrictions there. Kamash Mulan, no. The only time the restrictions of two meals applies is Mishesha Sulamala, only after Sulamala. If I only had the line of Rabbi Huda that limits us in regards to later in the day, then Havamina Fidbasuda that if at 2 p.m. I have a meal, but it's not my last meal, maybe I would have thought that's the meal with all the restrictions. Any meal past Chatzos Kamash Malon, but only the last meal. And here we have two Bryces, Tanya Kilishna Kama and Tanya Kilishna Basra. We have Mishnayis, we have Bryces that seem to support each of the Shitas of Rabbi Huda, even though we Paskin seemingly. We seem to Paskin like both of them. Here's Bryson number one, Tanya Kalishna Basra. Here is like the second comment of Rabbi Huda, Hasoid Erev Tisha B'av, a person who is going to eat on Erev Tisha B'av. So, Yim Mutter. If he's going to have another meal after this meal, then Mutter, he's allowed to eat whatever he wants, no restrictions of however many cooked foods he wants, no problem at all. He's allowed to eat meat, he's allowed to drink wine, no restrictions. Bimlav. 
But if he's not going to have another meal, then and that's one price. So here's another, uh, just about halfway down. Tanya Kalishna Kama. Here's like the first line of Rabbi Huda. What does this Brisa say? You're not allowed to. That's the Tanakama. You're not allowed to eat uh, two Tavshilin. You're not allowed to have Basar and you're not allowed to drink wine. You should just change whatever your normal meal is. What do you mean by changing your meal? How do you change your meal? So this is incredible. This is what the Gemara says. That if you normally eat two foods, you should eat one. Or according to some, one letter change. The Dalit and the Resh are so similar. So if you say that I used to eat two meals and now I'm only supposed to eat Echad, fine. What if you say it was used to be two meals, but now I'm supposed to eat Acher, different meals, still two, just different. So that's a very, very small drop of ink that has some implications about how to understand this properly. The Brisa continues, If normally you have 10 people at the table, so then this meal, you should only have five. Wow. If you were pounding 10 cups of wine at the table, you should scale it back. Today is not such a celebratory day, even though there's a mitzvah to eat, as we know, an Arab uh, and our tishuv to some degree, not really like Yom Kippur, but conceptually, we should feed ourselves. Shosachamisha kosos used to drink a little less, but medvar mamurim, and the brisa continues. When is it? When is all of this? All of this only applies after chatzos hayom, because all prior to chatzos hayom, you can do whatever you want. Another brisa on this topic, two-thirds of the way down, eight lines or so before the wide lines, Tanya Idach, another brisa writes as follows, Arab Tisha B'Av, on, uh, on the fast before Tisha B'Av, on, uh, before we start our fast on Tisha B'Av, I should say, Lo yeachel adam shnei tavshilin, lo yeachel basar, lo yishtad yayin divirab meyarashita, that we've seen already, that you're not supposed to eat uh, two different cooked foods, no meat and no wine. This price is a little different. Yes, you should be mishana. You can eat. You can eat things, but it has to be different. Kate said, "Memait. How do we minimize meat and how do we minimize wine?" Says the Gemara. If you would normally eat a litra of basar, a very large piece of meat, no problem. So instead of ordering the full ribs, you order the half ribs. No big deal. Just eat a little bit less meat. Half. Assuming you're doing the season before. Because it's the three weeks. Yeah, that's it's uh, seemingly later. Yeah, I mean the Gemara when we reference the only limitations that we saw for Tishaba. Right, right. By the way, I, I I walked over. I I did a bris this morning. I did two actually. This woman comes in with this cup. She's like, "Can you please use this cup for for the bris?" This thing held like literally a half a bottle of wine <laughs> and i looked at her i'm like listen i've got another bris after this this is a really bad idea i'll get the baby drunk out of this one but i'm gonna drink out of my cup thank you very much also sidestepping an issue of tefillas kalim <laughs> a whole host of things were going on in my head when i said that i tried to avoid it like the plague so then i left the cup at the at the bris uh, so annoying and then the next bris i went to i they had an, an open an open bar so i got a glass cup which has way fewer halachic issues than cheres or anything else and i used a glass cup for kiddush. i had my own wine i was very yeah the palmer of moshe has a chuba about this like what's considered a real cup it's better to use a real coast if you can so a glass cup's better than styrofoam for sure and glass is mutter even during the year we alternate glasses for milchik meals and flesh meals that's fine we're machmer by pesach but in general glass does not absorb that's our halachic assumption 
by glass, yeah. potentially, but it's owned by a guy in that case. So it's not, it's not mine. It's not even. It's not a bio session. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know, but I will tell you that the mother was was Jewish by birth, and the father was like, like, like a real Italian. I mean, like, like just like a real. But I only met him. I saw him. I'm like, oh. I should have okay no I'm like a, I should have invited the Hevra, but I didn't. it would have been great yeah it was very fancy very very fancy yeah mimosas in hand before I've never done the set of bris before and like and like and let us all raise our glasses and say L'chaim. every single person standing there had a glass of alcohol in their hand super secular on my part I'm sorry but was that uh, I don't even remember one. I don't know. 12. 12. Oh, it was an 11. It was an 11 o'clock bris. It was an 11 o'clock bris. Anyways, to your point, Michael, it's a great question. Why are you eating meat on Erev and Erev Tishabov? So the answer is that a couple of blot ago, we learned what the actual formal restrictions are during the Shavuot Shechalbo. And it's only two things it's laundry and getting haircuts during that week. That's it. That's all the Gemara says. No reference to Basra. We're makbed on it because it's the right thing to do. Quoted in Shulchan Aruch too. Rishonim added in, but that's not what, what we're up to. Okay, good. So says the Gemara. Wow, that was a real sidetrack. So then says the Gemara, two, three lines before the wide lines, that if you are higher rug, if you drink a lot of wine, you should drink half. What does that mean, by the way? Does it literally mean 50% or does it just mean less? Okay, according to this sheet, we'd have to dig into the understand the Mephorshim to understand what he means. The main Ragil Koliker, if you're someone who is really, you know, vegan, I never eat meat. So then today you can't have meat any. You can't have any. Today's not the day to start, uh, you know, becoming a carnivore. That's not allowed. You're now you're abusing the, the privileges of the Asr. That's not allowed. Last short line, Rash Bagomer, if in general a person were to eat some radishes or a salty food after the meal, then he's allowed to do that. Another brisa, Tanya Idach. Kol Hayom Kol Shehu, thank you. Kol Shehu Mishum Tishabav. Everything that is done because of Tishabav. What does that mean? Kol Shehu Mishum Tishabav. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi's about a third of the way down from the top. Rashi says, Kol Shehu Mishum Tishabav. So let's go back to where we are. Kol Shehu Mishum Tishabav. That meal of Suda Hamafsekes. Asr Lechel Basar Basar Lishto Siyan Basar Lirchot. You're not even allowed to wash your hands. What does that mean? Yeah, that's an interesting uh, piece of Gemara. It doesn't mean uh, about bread. It just means rechita of tainug of some kind. Kol she'eno mishum tishabav. If it's not because of tishabav, what does that mean? Let's go back to Rashi. Kol she'eno mishum tishabav kigon suda hamafsek ba betainis tzibur inabi suda she'eno mafsek ba, meaning a regular meal, right? It's just a regular meal. If you're just eating a regular meal, then muter lechol basar belishtos yain and either baaser lirchot or muter lirchot, depending on how to understand the gears of the Gemara. The brayse he holds that there's a direct link between the two. Whenever it's mutter to eat meat, it's mutter to be rochets. And that is uh, our discussions so far in regards to the meals and how to balance them out prior to Tishabah. Good. We make a direct extension, and it's a very sharp comparison between the world of Avelus and the world of Tishabab. How so? There's a limitation on eating. All of the general restrictions that we're familiar with of, uh, of anointing and wearing leather. And Tashma Shamita, of course, is Asr throughout Shiva. You're not allowed to learn Tanakh. 
the Lishnos, uh, you're not allowed to learn Mishnayas, or you're not allowed to learn Gemara, you're not allowed to learn, allowed to learn Midrashim, Halachos, and Agados. See, the Shas that we have is a blend of all of them. But what did the word, what did the word Talmud mean? So it probably meant just the just the baselines of our Gemara, like learning what the Amorayim wrote, not all those Shakla but what the Amorayim wrote could be. This would require some research too. Aval. One is allowed to learn something during the during Tisha B'Av that they're not used to reading. Uh, what if, It says you're not allowed to learn Tanakh. What if you're not used to learning Tanakh? Does that mean that it becomes allowed? Okay. If you never learned Gemara, all of a sudden you can pick one up on, uh, on that day because it's harder to learn. It's hard to learn new things. You're allowed to learn the negative uh, aspects, the sadder aspects, the depressing aspects of our of our liturgy, and uh, all all that being true. Kids don't go to school; they don't learn that day. Kids don't have the maturity to have the emotional space of Tisha B'av, but we do restrict them from learning to show them the severity, the severity of the day that is that we are not going to learn. Why? Because fundamentally, famous Pasuk that we all know that when one is really immersed in proper Talmud Torah, it generates a sense of contentment, generates a sense of happiness, a sense of simcha, and therefore it's restricted. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, I disagree with the Tanakhama. He says, You're not allowed to learn things that are uncommon, but just because they're uncommon doesn't mean they're not going to be misameach. You're not allowed to learn them at all. He agrees to the rest of the Mishnah, to the, to the negative side, that one is allowed to learn Eov and Kinos and and the, the bad parts of Yermia. And he also agrees as well, because of the Pasuk, we're pretty mocked on this. We don't learn Torah and Tishabab unless it's halachos of Tishabab mamish, it was Shaila to ask. That's why in Avelis as well, you'll see that Avelim will, who are interested in learning, will learn sugyas and Avelis. That's mutter to learn because it's in Yanadiyoma, that's fine. You have, to be, you have to be focused on those. Four lines from the bottom. The Gemara says, quoting from our Brisa, the Brisa writes, you're allowed to eat salted meat. We'll see how what the parameters are. You're allowed to have wine uh, from the press. Okay, what does that mean? What does that mean you can have wine from the press? So uh, how do we define salted meat? Either she'eno kishlamim or that it is kishlamim. And Rashi writes that it's two days and one night because that's the shear of Nosar of, um, of a shlamim. So if it's been salted for that long, if you could imagine um, a beef jerky that's been sitting in salt for a very long time, maybe, I don't know, we, we make it differently now because we have refrigeration and everything and we can marinate. It's a good question of whether or not that would apply to beef jerky. It's a, I mean, it doesn't matter now because we don't eat meat before Tishba, but in theory, in Baseline halacha, would you be able to eat beef jerky prior to, it's not, doesn't, it's not steak. We love it. It's great, but it's not, uh, fine. That's a good question. What's the yayin megito? How do we define wine that's in a press? Says the Gemara ad kama, calls manchu toses, um, as long as it's fermenting. And let's see a brisa that speaks about this. Tana yayin toses ein bo mishum gilui. Remember, we spoke about this mayim uh, megulam and yayin megulam and chala megulam, that if there are liquids that are left out, we were always concerned, and this is still true today, that uh, there might have been a, a, a snake of some kind that was thirsty and drank a little bit and swapped out, backwashed a little bit, but backwashed some venom. 
Now, uh, just a little science about those snakes doesn't work that way. They have to extend their fangs in order for the, uh, okay, but that's what the Gemara was concerned about. And famously, as mentioned, when we came across this before, this is a famous comment of the Gra. The Gra writes here that, okay, let's say we know that there's no garden snakes in the house. There's no boa constrictors. We know that there's no snake. I Please God, there's no snakes in our house. When we hear about them, they make the news. It's very rare. So nowadays we know that there's no arrest, that there's no, uh, that there's no poison inside of our drink. So why, why, why am I a Megulim? So there the Gra highlights a, an idea that that which the Chachamim said is not allowed, they showed you one one hundredth of what they were actually thinking. And don't think that you're clever enough to say, like, oh, I know how to pass in a shayla. I know how to, you don't know how to figure it out. And therefore, Maya Megulim, we do not drink it at all. So we try to cover it. However, if the wine is still fermenting, there's no issue of my Megulim. Why? Snakes won't drink it because it's not, it's, it doesn't taste good at this point. It's still getting to the point of tasting good. So therefore, says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom, Yain Tosis, wine that's still fermenting, Ein Bomishum Gui, the Kama Tisisa. So how long does it normally take for things to ferment? So three days. So from the time that they threw the sugar in or whatever the actual breaking point of time is, for 72 hours, from that still considered fermenting, no prohibition of Gilui. This is what he would do on Erev Tisha He would do the following. They'd bring him some very dry bread, with some salt. The Yoshev, and he would sit, top of Lamed Amid Beis, our last turn of the page to finish the Masechta. He'd sit between the, uh, the oven and the wall. It was, it was like the filthy part of the kitchen that's really hard to clean. It was gross. So says Rashi um, right here, Makom Menuval Shabbai. So it was the grossest place in the house. Fine. The Ochel Vishose Allah Kiton Shalmaim. He would eat, eat and drink over there. He would drink some water. The Dome Kimisha Meso Muta Lefanov. Wow. The imagery is very powerful. This is what he would do on Arab Tishabav. And this is what the Gemara is feeding us a little bit of an emotional. It's a, not even a euphemism. It's just a, a simile or a metaphor of what we're supposed to be feeling over here. It's, a, it's supposed to be kimi, just like that's the emotional space. And that's why we have a custom to sit on the floor in Arab Tishabav and we eat uh, food that is typical for uh, a base avel, the egg and the ash. Well, we don't eat ashes in a base avel, we eat it with ash. Fine. The Mishnah writes on Laman Amid Bey's end of the second line, Tanan Hassan, we have another Mishnah. If there's a place where people would normally do malacha on that day, they're allowed to do so. But if you live in a city where no one is no hek to do work, you should not do work. This is like the muster of the community when you shut the kololim down and nobody has morning seder. Sometimes you're considered to be a bal gaiba to put yourself on the level of a tamar chacham. But here, Everyone should put themselves on the level of, on the level of a Tamil Chacham to be mevatel on that day. Nobody learns. We're not learning in the morning. We're sitting in the base medrash on the ground or on our little kitty tight chairs, and we're saying kinos. That's what we're doing. Tanya Namihachi, the Brisa supports this idea of Rashbag as well. Rashbag so that there will be Inui, so that he can understand the severity of the day. Tanya Idach, another Brisa, Rashbag Omer, if you have someone who's really rebelling, they're eating on Tishabav, that's the reverse comparison. It's a very powerful and negative comparison. Remember, of course, that eating on Yom Kippur as a Chiyuv Kares and the day of Tishbab is a day that's Derabanan, 
we don't mean a halachic comparison, we mean a, mean a conceptual comparison. Rabbi Akiva Omer, if you're going to work on Tisha B'Av, then that, that money you're going to make that day is not going to say any bracha. The Chachamim say, if you do Malacha on Tisha B'Av, and, and you are not Mis'abel on Yerushalayim, and you don't, are not also Mis'abel, it's a double factor, not single, so then then you will not see in the happy side of uh, of the rebuilding of the base of Mikdash, as the Pasuk says, there should be a happiness in Yerushalayim, and then there will be a rejoicing of all those who love it, and there will be a joy for the people who are and this is where we learn this idea from, a third of the way down, that anyone who's misabel on Yerushalayim will be zocha to see in the rebuilding of the base of Mikdash. And of course, the obvious uh, other side of this sentence, a good question from methodology, why did the Gemara bother to bring this? It's pretty obvious. Again, we have to, it's a real estate question. Why did they have to articulate that? Uh, something to be discussed in the Mephorshim. Tanya Nami Hachi, the real estate question? What's that? On Your brain just could not handle. Just uh, <laughs> unbelievable. If I would have said it was a nursing home question, what would have happened? You know? Yeah, he's just a, an unnecessary double line. You said the positive, I can infer the negative. We're bright people. Let's let it be. Why? I was saying, what's the real estate now I know. Now you know. Now you know. Yeah. Tanya <laughs> writes, today's DAF has been sponsored by. Uh, <laughs> no, not mine. By Gerald Cost uh, Realty. Is it Realty? Yeah, you can write a check to Chicago Mila whenever you're ready. <laughs> the Bryce writes, anyone who Rahman al Islam eats on that day, of course, obviously. Against halacha, their sins will be on their bones. And we had learned in our Mishnah that one should flip over their beds. In other words, one really shouldn't be sleeping on a regular bed. Tanya, there's a brisa. The brisa writes, we're halfway down. It's almost done for the day, just 10, 12 more lines. They said to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, you're the one who holds you have a woman who's pregnant. She's very uncomfortable. What kind of beds did they have to start with? Or was it, there wasn't like, uh, you know, high quality. They were sleeping. They, well, these weren't good beds. You know, they weren't modifying to the curvature of your body when you laid down. So a nubaros, a woman who's pregnant, can be very uncomfortable to start with. Women, nikos, women who are nursing, an interesting inclusion. They're always coupled together. And halacha came out. I think they're almost always included together in these types of things. How far do you take it? Do you say that a woman who's an ubaros, an ubaro menika, that she should be uh, sleeping on the ground, <laughs> just on the dirt? Like, is that really normal? I, I didn't mean that. Of course, it has to be reasonable. These are these are dine chachamim. These are not dine d'oraisa. So we're allowed to have a svara to them. When there's a din d'oraisa, you may not want to agree with what's happening. Uh, you, that's fine, but the halacha is what the halacha is, and you have to deal with it. But when you're dealing with dine derabanan, so uh, when you're dealing with dine derabanan, then then there's more of a svara involved. This just came up in Madison, Wisconsin. I went up to do a, a circumcision. The mother of the baby was part of a gior process from a conservative rabbi, a female conservative rabbi. She was upset at me that I wouldn't make the bracha on the bris. Rabbi first has given me the masora. These are the brises you take. 
I've heard it from other Rabbanim as well, because that way they'll know that their babies are going, because no one else is going to tell them. If they get a conservative or a formal, it'll be like, so I said to, to the rabbi, I said to the, to the Rebetzin, I was trying to find the right thing. I said to her, she said, I, I heard a rumor you're not going to be making a blessing. I said, correct. She's like, I don't think I want to hear anymore. You know what? Like, we've been doing the same thing for 3,800 years. You came along 100 years ago and changed what Klal Yisrael has been doing for three millennia. And I became the bad guy all of a sudden. Don't put this on me. That's not right. That's the beauty of Torah Judaism. What we do today, this has been going on for, for centuries. Like, come on, like, that's ridiculous. You can't make me the bad guy because you decided in your own wisdom to change a din So We don't have the latitude to do that. Some people don't like the bracha the bracha of Shalos Anisha. Great. Ask, ask the Chachamim what to do when the base of Mikdash is rebuilt. Meantime, Shulchan Aruch, Shach, Taz, Mishnabura, move on. I'm not saying it's all enjoyable. It's not all enjoyable. Some things are hard to swallow. I got it. I understand. But don't make somebody else the bad guy because you decided to be Me'aker, Seif, and Shulchan Aruch. It's not right. Tanya Namihachi, the Brisa writes as well on the same idea. Moder Yehuda Lechachamim Bishenu Yachal. Rabbi Huda and the Chachamim agreed that the case we're talking about is She'enu Yachol, Umodim Chachamim, the Rabbi Huda Yachol. They all agreed. So if they all agreed. And what's the Machlokas about? My Benai, you said that there's a din of Kfiyas Amita. So if Rabbi Huda says that there's a din of Kfiyas Amita, you got to flip all the beds over. But everyone agrees the Chachamim and Rabbi Huda as well that it only applies for the right people and Ubaros and Menikos are exempt. So then what's the Machlokas between them? My Benai, the Nafkamina, Ezika Benai, Sha'ar Mitos. What about the, the guest bedroom? Do you have to flip that mattress as well? According to Rabbi Huda, you do. All the beds in the house have a dinner of Kfiya Samita, according to the Chachamim. It depends. It depends. If you're sleeping in the bed, you turn it over. Otherwise, you don't get the tanya. The Brisa writes as much. That's a sheet of Rebuda. We hold like the Tana who says, We completely reject this Shita and we do not flip our mattresses. We are going to stop right here in Yemir Sashem, pick up tomorrow night with a Sium. Uh, it's a short block tomorrow, a regular time, 8.40. We'll have some flesh for dinner. Wishing you all a beautiful night.